When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Indeed, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, on the phone joining us live now, Dave Bielke. Uh, he did not give us a call in. So oh, he's I, not on yet? Okay. No. Okay, um, well, let I'll, me know. I'll give him a ring here. I should have probably asked you that ahead of time to see uh, what the, what the situation was. Yeah, let me know when he's good to go. For he or if he he might not. I don't know if he's on today or not, but I think he is. We shall find out. Correct. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, here, I love this so much. This is a, as time goes by, it's getting worse and worse and worse. Uh, this is a news article from the National News. You shouldn't give one hundred percent at work. A solid eighty-five percent is plenty. What does that even mean? It sounds like terrible advice. Like It really does. And I think I know where this article is going, where they say, like, don't fully commit 100% of your everyday life to work so that way you have some, like, energy left over for outside of work. But you can deliver it a little bit better because essentially it sounds like you're just saying everybody just slack at work and don't do your job. Do they just think everybody's a weakling now? Is that what the problem? They can't do 100% at work and 100% when you're having a good time? Why can't you give 100% both times? Yeah. So I, I think the problem is it's not so much our jobs where we go and do it at a specific time. It's those jobs that have been kind of blurred since the pandemic that people are working from home and they don't have like clear boundaries of when you start, when you stop, because then you're always jumping on emails, always jumping available. I think that's when it comes like, hey, maybe know when to turn it off kind of thing. So I have a question for you. Why didn't the companies themselves structure your day? If you were going to be working from home, this is how you have to do it. Here's the structure. Why didn't anybody do that? They just, oh, you'll do it from home. Well, that's not good direction, I will tell you. I understand why you did have to work from home yeah. with that fake disease, whatever it was again. But in any case, um, I, I just don't understand why they didn't say, okay, you're going to be at home, which is going to be different. You're going to be by yourself, but this is what we need you to do. Why didn't they do that? Um, well, again, it was kind of, I think last second, a lot of people were running around crazy. And then also there is an appeal when they say, hey, you can work on your time. You know, like mm-hmm. they try to make it sound like, oh, we're, we're just get the job done whenever it's good for you. No nope, bad idea. That's a horrible idea. Why would they have ever done that? I mean, does that make any sense? You? Look, first of all, if I'm the CEO of a company, and certainly if I earned that job or if I used my own money to build the company, 
I don't want my market managers telling my employees, oh, do whatever you need to do. No, 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 no. You got a job. Do your job. Right. Yeah. I think a lot of the problem is, is like with our cell phones and our availability to bring stuff elsewhere is that people are always available. Mm -hmm. So it's like it is that blurred line of people don't know how to turn off work. Or turn on work. Yeah, depending on the problem you're seeing. I mean, the problem me and Justin had is he just didn't know how to turn it off. Like, he constantly mm -hmm. fielded emails, constantly was doing stuff. And it was like, you're not home right now. You're, like, blurred life every time we're hanging out. But isn't that kind of, well, that's how my, my life has always been about focusing on my family and my job. That's, mm -hmm. that's what you do, isn't it? Yeah, but, like, I mean would you take call, work calls while you're with your family, like having dinner and stuff? Yeah. Depends on who, well, it depends on who it is. That's true. Uh, it, yeah. It would all depend on who it is, but in general, my wife would understand that that's just part of the job. First of all, if you wake up in the morning and you go, you know what? I'm making a good living working three hours a day. Maybe I can give it my all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you look at it that way. That's what I'm it's saying. Yeah. 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 Ours is, Ours is a little bit cheating because, like, if I wasn't, if I was multitasking here and reading a book and also like holding go go, you guys would be like, it's kind of obvious you're not paying attention, Brittany. Not necessarily. You could be a mom and an announcer at the same time. No problem. Not at the same moment. Like, ah, like, come on. Ah, come on. I think we got you Dave got on it. the phone. No, I would say, yeah, I know we got him on the phone here. I got okay. it. Mm -hmm. So, why don't you settle down there, misdirection? I didn't know if you're going to do this. Either. No, we're going to do that. No, we're going to do this. Thank oh, you. Sorry, anyway. I'm trying to help you. My bad. What a disaster. <laughs> she just rolls her eyes. You don't have much of a sense of humor this morning. What the hell's your problem? You big yeah. baby. I smiled. Yeah, it was a fake smile. It was like this. Here's but her here's smile. the thing. You've only ever seen my fake smile. So for you, that's... That's you. true. That's a very good story. That's absolutely true. Ladies and gentlemen, on the phone, joining us now live, Dave Bielke, brought to you by Bielke Law Firm, heard at work. Dave Bielke goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Call 763-571-2410 or go to B-I-A-L-K-E-Law.com. Tell them Tom sent you. Dave Bielke. Dave, I need your help. I would like to sue Brittany. Can I do that? Well, I'm always here for you, 24 hours a day. You call me and I'll answer your phone. <laughs> Thank, Thank you very much. Yeah, she's giving me, like, dead-eye fake responses, which, you know, she's stabbing me right in the back, and there's just nothing I can do about it. You know what I mean? I, I get that, yes. Yeah, uh, see? Typical. I'm always here for you. I'm, I'm here for my clients. I'm here for, for everyone who needs me. I'll okay. Bet. So if you want to sue me, I think the only thing you're going to get is maybe my old wedding dress, if I can find it in here. I don't have much to give. How about that microphone behind <laughs> yeah. you over your oh, left yeah. shoulder? Or this cool little statue that they... Oh, yeah. We, oh, you got your statue? I got mine right here, too. <laughs> Celebrating 100 years of broadcast. Brittany, oh, you two didn't get one? Gee, two tough titty. Mine's, uh, like mine's yeah. at home. No, they were, they're making they're me like a bigger one. <laughs> so it takes oh, longer. You. Yeah. It's the size of a house. Yeah. <laughs> gotta be hand chiseled so dave when the year changes over we're now in 2024 uh any new laws that we need to pay attention to anything any new directions that we're going as uh as a state or a country or whatever every time i don't really keep up with that you know january 1st comes along and a lot of things changed and 
anything in Minnesota changed? Because a couple of things changed big time in California with the change of the calendar. Does Minnesota do that? Do they change things on January 1st once in a while? They, they do. It's usually, uh, as I recall, um, uh, July 1st is, or August 1st. I think it's August 1st they, oh, okay. uh, that, that they, uh, laws typically change. Um, I My practice is workers' comp, and I can tell you that uh, uh, every two to three years we have a, somewhat of an overhaul of the, the law, and that always happens October 1st. So we're uh, a little different than... Uh, than, than other areas of the law, but you know Minnesota this year, we you know we've got things going. Like it's getting more uh, liberal with um, uh, the, the uh, marijuana went from medical marijuana, now it's going to recreational, and it, it's like a graduated deal. That's kind of big in the news right now. Uh, obviously, there are a number of changes that the legislature uh, became uh, quite quite liberal. A lot of changes, and and some of those mm-hmm. are in uh, 2004. Others are staggered to 2005. Uh, but I, I think July, uh, January 1 of 2024, like right now, uh, there's the the first step of the, the the medical family medical leave act. I think is starting right now. Sure. Uh, but sure. It, again, these are things I'm more just as an observer, not in my area of expertise. No, I understand uh, but, that. I just yeah. the reason I even bring that up is there in California, uh, January first at, at uh, midnight, I guess, um, they passed a law in California, and I don't understand what they mean by this, that all toys in toy stores have to be gender neutral. What the hell does oh, that really? even mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I, I, I had not heard of that. that that's, oh yeah, they yeah. passed a law. Well, Tevin, you heard of it, right? Yeah, I saw this. So they're essentially saying that there's has to be a designated aisle where there's gender neutral toys. So you have your, you know, the girl toy where the Barbie dolls will be, and you know, if the mm-hmm. boy, whatever, cars or trucks or whatever. And then there's an area that has to be specifically for both. Like it's just gender neutral. It doesn't matter if you're a boy or a girl. You can play with these toys, which I thought was every toy. But that's what again, I thought. We have to have our own separate aisle. <laughs> you know, I don't care. So, so you do, do what have, you do. We have like Barbie has to. Um, or, or excuse me, Ken has to wear a bikini, or how does this work? Right, yeah. Do, do Ken and Barbie have to go in separate aisles now? Like, there's a lot of confusion, and it uh, it's a seems like a dumb thing to have, but I'm sure somebody out there is happy about it. <laughs> well, well. I, I was, I've been kind of wondering since I was a kid. I always wondered about Ken and that big, huge thing he wore on his neck, that big bow or whatever. You know, so yeah. I think I think he's kind of ahead of his time on this gender neutral thing. Yeah. Look, and again, I don't care. You got gender neutral toys. You got. I, it, it's not that I care one way or the other. I just don't understand it. And I'll give you an example. My sister Vicky, who's two years older than me, and and my inspiration throughout my whole life. She was, she was a great older sister. But you know, I'm six one at the time, uh, probably weighing about two ten. She's barely five feet tall, and she was a much better athlete than me, which pisses me off to no end. I didn't realize that talent was gender neutral. Is that what I'm thinking? <laughs> well, perhaps, yes. <laughs> but yeah, seriously, what? It had. I'm sure at some point she played with dolls or whatever. But then when she picked up a baseball bat or a basketball or whatever, she was a. I mean, I, whatever. I just don't understand what it, what would a gender neutral toy even be? I don't. What would that be? I don't like, like a coloring book. Well, it's kind of like Tevin said, it's any toy, right? Like a- right. Yeah. Right. 
So why did they even have to pass this law? We have toys. Good. You have toys. Right. It feels like a law that's passed that doesn't really make a huge difference, but it, other than getting everybody to go like, yay, look at how woke and progressive we are. It's like a symbolic thing. I think you're, you're probably yeah. right on that because the yeah. only thing that I could think there would be a question about gender would be actual, like I said, uh, Ken and Barbie dolls. I mean, they're, they're a specific yes. to a gender. Other than that, every other toy is, you know, certain kids are going to gravitate to trucks and others are going to, you know, something more, uh, you know, like, not, not as, you know, obviously masculine as a truck. Uh, they're going to gravitate to others, but the, the, the toy itself is not masculine or feminine so I, I i'm a little confused about it but i this is I the first i've heard about that yeah i, I think what, what you said is probably correct it's mostly symbolic more than anything you know which is great i i, I think everybody should be treated equally i think i've always my whole life treated well again I, I grew up raised by women my mother my sister bobby and my sister vicky that's who raised me so I've always looked at people to be, you know, the people in charge would either be women or men. It was never, well, the guy's running the show. My life was never like that because my dad wasn't around. So maybe that's why I don't understand well, what gender neutral. Everything's gender neutral. And you can all do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Right. Yeah, good. good for you. Gogo has been very progressive because everything he picks up is a um, a baby. Uh, she has these. <laughs> she has this full on army guy that she'll pick up and go baby, and she gave yep. it to our neighbor, and she, the little twelve year old said, "That's a full grown man." Like, <laughs> <laughs> but that's a great story. That's exactly what we're talking about. To her, it's a baby. It's a baby. It's that's one of her it. babies. Yeah, good for her. I love that. I love little kids when they start doing that stuff. It's just, oh, God, I love it. Watching Ethan now, who's over two years old, just the whole approach to life. Although I will tell you, I do have a seven about to turn eight-year-old granddaughter. Yeah. She's starting to get that teen oh. attitude already, and she's only seven. Yeah, well, she's had that teen attitude for a while. This <laughs> That's very true. It's very, very true. So, Dave, any new laws we should know about in the state of Minnesota since January first uh, came upon us? We we don't have any, we don't have any uh, big laws we have to pay attention to, do we? The only one I can think of, uh, like I said earlier, is the uh, the the first step of the the, the Family Leave Act, and right. and uh, it, it's the first step. The the big one doesn't hit until uh, uh, January one of uh, twenty five. Uh, so we got another year on that, but the the first step of the, the employers, and I don't know the specifics of it, other they have to offer so much uh, family leave uh, for this year. As I understand, it's not uh, it, it's not the the paid leave that starts in twenty five. That's when the kind of the the big deal hits, and it was controversial uh, when it was passed. And I think that you're this is not the last controversy you're going to hear about it. I think it's going to be. Uh, more significant as the year goes on, especially leading up to the elections, in, in my uh, estimation. So I have a question for you. Some people have told me, I haven't really looked into it because I want it to settle in and then I'll look at it. Some people are saying that after working somewhere for six months, you can also all of a sudden take a few months paid leave. Is that correct? That's what I understand the law to be. Uh, it, it's not a well, I, I guess it's a few months because I think it's up to, I want to say, 12 weeks or is it eight weeks? It's Something like that. It's several weeks. Yeah. Yes. And like two or three months that, yes, it will be paid. 
but you have to work there a certain amount of time to build your credit. Uh, but uh, it's not that long. <laughs> I, do, I hate to throw out a figure because I just don't remember. What, I, what struck me is, uh, and again, this is what's going to happen January 1 of 25. What struck me is uh, it's not that long. You don't have to be an employer uh, in employment situations mm-hmm. very long, and mm-hmm. then you you take your you know whether it be your uh, medical situation or a close family member or, frankly, extended family members. Uh, you're still allowed to do that, take care of them for however long, and and uh, you get paid for a segment of it. I, I, I want to say eight or twelve weeks, which seems to me quite a bit quite a bit of time. But that's what the that's what they enacted this last year. So what is the great benefit for, you know, where you work when you're taking eight weeks off after six months? How is that a good thing? Well, it's, uh, I'm, I'm right there with you. What about a small employer? Um, like I yeah. have my office and I have uh, two employees, you know, uh, what if one of them takes it, you know, then I'm, it's not like I've got 10 employees. I spread the work and we kind of hobble through it. It's, it would completely undermine me. I, I've got some strong feelings about this law. I think that it uh, mm-hmm. was really short-sighted uh, when, you know, not looking at the whole picture, especially having to do with small business. That's my thought. Well, and the great thing for me is if I can do that now, I can get away from radio people for like two months. How great would that be as I look yeah, at yeah. all of it? <laughs> you talk such a big game. During break, you were dying. <laughs> I literally could not take eight weeks off with nothing to do. I couldn't do it. No. It would drive me insane. It would drive Catherine insane. <laughs> well, she'd be the one that really would go nuts if I was around all the time. Can you imagine living in a house, Dave Bielke, with me around all the time? <laughs> it would probably lose its uh, excitement after maybe a few hours. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. So, uh, yeah, so that's an interesting, and again, like, like I said, for people like you and I, and I didn't even ask you that question, knowing that you, you had an office with a couple of employees, all the rest of it, but I got to believe people in your position, this is going to be very, very difficult for people like you. There's right? a lot of concern about it. Yes. Uh, uh, potentially, yep. um, you know, it's, uh, just the, the bomb could drop, drop tomorrow that suddenly you have no employees and that, I mean, it's just not right. It's just not feasible to run a, a business like that. I, I, I'm, I'm very concerned about my own uh, uh, practice as well as, um, you know, anyone else in my situation. It just you've always got uncertainty about running any business, and it just adds a very significant level of uncertainty. Yeah, and Dave, is this kind of a result of people going, well, you know, it's not a big deal for Amazon or Walmart or Target, who has you know making billions of dollars to take care of you know, one or two employees that might do this where they're kind of neglecting a smaller business such as yourself or anybody right. else in Minnesota? Right. I, I think so. That's why I think it was short-sighted. That everyone uh, thinks that, well, business is going to handle it. Well, yeah, they're thinking about Amazon or uh, 3M or whatever, mm-hmm. Delta or whatever. They're not thinking about – there should have been an exemption as there is in the, the ADA, uh, the Americans with Disabilities Act. There's an exemption right. with 50 or less yep. employees. Uh, so there should have been – some type of an exemption, I'm thinking. And if, if I was writing the law, but uh, I didn't write the law, I, uh, so I, I think that you're going to hear a lot of chatter about this uh, towards the end of the year uh, at election time. Yeah, I think that's probably true. We got about another minute. Any big news you want to deliver here? Any other changes to our laws? Uh, anything good in your life? Anything like that? Uh, 
<laughs> no change in the law. Life is still good. I'm uh, uh, doing well uh, on both my practice and family life, so that's all good. Uh, but the, the again, the law changes, uh, especially in workers' compensation, is about every two to three years, but it always happens mm-hmm. October. There's nothing going on right now, so that's that, that's a good thing. It is indeed. Well, thank you for your time, sir, and we'll talk to you soon. You're welcome. Thanks. Bye. Dave Bielke, ladies and gentlemen, on the phone joining us. Dave Bielke, brought to you by Bielke Law Firm. Hurt at work. Dave Bielke goes to work for you, taking care of your workers' comp injury claims and denials. Call 763-571-2410 or go to bialkelaw.com. Please tell them that Tom sent you. What do you guys think about that? So you go to the job for six, six months, and then all of a sudden you can just leave for two months. Why is that a good idea? So our company, I, I remember when we went through the whole, like when you, you join as an employee, mm-hmm. um, it was looked at as kind of a bank account that if you use it or use uh, those, you'll eventually have to make up for it later. Like, Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah, and then maybe things have changed, like you guys were saying. But again, I joined Hubbard officially full time last year, and they were like, "Yeah, so if you right now you are broke even, you haven't built up any vacation days, but you can go negative, but you will have to build it back up." Okay, but all right. I just don't understand this at all. I really don't. Yeah, and just from like a job security aspect. Like you wouldn't want to take unless you absolutely had to. Why would you want to take two months off now? Essentially, you're coming back as a brand new employee. You're going to miss so much over that course of time. And I mean, you probably it's illegal for them to fire you because you took two months off, I'm guessing. But you're there's mm-hmm. not going to be they're going to cause some friction in the workforce. if You just willy nilly after six months, take two months off. Yeah. And I don't think I could do that just with like the mental aspect no. of like the like the camaraderie and the chemistry between you and your pretty fresh like co-worker and yeah. boss of hey i know i've been here for six months but uh seeing <laughs> too yep. like i feel like maybe a couple days here and there if you need it for whatever reason yeah. but no yeah I, you know well, there you go yeah one, but two months is excessive <laughs> one week for christmas was long enough i yeah, was like right, yeah i'm ready right? <laughs> well and i'll tell you flat out uh and Brittany can actually she should be the one telling you this story there is no way i would be allowed to take two months off either from the Hubbard side nor the Catherine Brandt side. Yeah. If you know what I'm saying. Also, like, that's something you and Catherine agree on. Uh, she may push you out the door a little more, uh, put you, puts a backpack on you and a coat and says, sure. okay, see ya, have a good day at work. But you are also, you like working. You love, I mean. I do, yeah. That's I've true. talked to you many times on break and you're like, I'm ready to get back. I'm ready to get back. Yeah, I'm not big on that. We shall take a break. Brad Blanks is with us this morning, too. My, what a lineup, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Right? Yeah. Love it. You know. We'll be right back. Brad Blanks, join us right up to this. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Michael Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with many multi-generational businesses. Take personal care dentistry of Roseville, for example. 
Dr. Walter Hunt, also known as Painless to me, has been a longtime customer of the bank since we opened the bank in 1998. When his son Kyle was ready to join the practice, they wanted to expand quickly. With their additional space and equipment, they now are able to see more patients each day while providing the same level of care and service. Okay, guys, I'll take it from here. If you run a family business or any kind of business for that matter, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. So why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC has a mutiny on his hands. His sales crew said they've had it brooming snow off the new Buicks and GMCs, then warm them up, move them to plow, and repark them again. He even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan, a sale. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm Jim Paul, and, well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales. This idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so, okay, the crew has decided. Yeah! yeah. Now we're talking yeah. Fun. So then it's official. The We Don't Want to Broom Snow sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. Snowy inventory priced real right at valleycardealers.com. You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself. And if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key. West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy. For your second home in Florida, Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from Coast to Coast Mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That's onekeywest.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you guys, I, I, I uh, got an email last night from Mick Sterling. He wants to come on and talk about this. He's doing a, a function that's going to help a lot of people out. Do you have Mick Sterling's number, Kevin? Uh, I do not, no. I can, I'll send it over to you. Oh, okay. He's just a great guy to have on, and he's, he's trying to coordinate. Although he's, he's, he wants to talk to Doug Sprinthal, so it, you know, I don't know what the hell that's all about. <laughs> No, it's Brittany. 
When are we going to have Doug Sprinthal on again? He's got to come in. But, yeah, well, I'd love to have Mick Sterling on. He's always doing a lot of work for a lot of other people, helping people out, and I, mm-hmm. I really admire that about Mick Sterling. So if we could track him down, I'll send you Absolutely. his number uh, before the end of the show. All right? Absolutely. Or at the end of the show. Better way. At the end of the show, I'll do it. Works, are you giving 100% at work? Are you listening to your boss and giving 110%? Go ahead and pump the brakes. There's an idea called the 85% rule, which says instead of giving max effort, loosen up a little bit and give 85% instead. That keeps you more flexible and more present, helps you be more creative and keeps you from burning out. How? Sorry, what I was that? I, I only got about 85% of what you said. Yeah. Yep. Why are we breaking up so much? No, oh, no sorry. No, he, tried to, <laughs> he tried to make a joke about he's only listening to 85% of what you were saying because he can't give 100%. Oh, okay. That's, bad that's joke. It. Bad joke. I'll let you and Brittany get a show. That's what you should do. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll show myself the door. That's the only show I'm getting. Yeah, you just get out. Would you please? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, just, I think if I was, people spent less time worrying about burning themselves out, like I don't – I guess I don't – are people really leaving work feeling so exhausted that they can't right. finish the rest of their day? Like I've never, and I've been extremely tired before working manual labor jobs or whatever sure. else. And I still have never been to the point where I'm like, you know what? I just can't do anything else today. I got to go home and immediately, like you can get through the rest of your day. You're not dragging yourself out of work. Yeah. I don't really understand that. Don't you, when you're at work, want to give a hundred, 110% you get, but again, I, I do mm-hmm. understand that I've, my in my life were three four hour work days at my job so that's probably a lot different if i had to be on the air for eight and a half hours a day that probably it probably would be a lot different i guess right and and you guys have to keep in mind like a lot of these jobs it's not like action jobs like okay we ran over here and we picked up this Mm -hmm. boat and then we brought it over here it's like okay, let's have a meeting about a meeting we're going to have in, in two weeks. Now, here's the meeting. Here's the post meeting that we had about the week meeting we had, you know, whatever week. So it's like maybe not running there and going, all right, deal, game on, you know, keep whatever. There's a lot of times people in these yeah. corporate jobs, it's, it's about showing up and being there and then mm-hmm. finding the passion in your job elsewhere. Yeah. And a lot of jobs nowadays realize like, hey, employees are going to burn out. So they kind of factor in opportunities for you not have to be going 100 percent, 100 percent of the time. So like and if you just do 85 percent, that's going to become your new 100 percent. And now you're going to be like, oh, well, I'm now burnt out. So I got to go. There you go. So it's always just going to keep de- degrading and yep. lessening and lessening. I'll get down to about 10%. I got I, I to go back just a couple of minutes here because, honest to God, when you said that, the reason I didn't get your joke, because when we were in break, it kept breaking up. Oh, oh, interesting. That's why I said, really, are you guys breaking up? St-? That's why I thought you were breaking up because it did break up during the break. Hmm, interesting. So just on my end, though. So, I mean, it's, it's not, the, but that's why I didn't understand your joke because it's like, oh, God, that's happening again. So you're telling me that I am still funny. It was just technical. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, no, that's, no, no, that's, no, no you're still oh. not funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's still thanks, not thanks, funny. thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, but during that whole break, it kept breaking up. That's that when you said, oh, I didn't really understand what you said. I'm like, oh, no, it's doing that again. No, oh, what the hell? So I'll give you credit for it. Thank you. Please make more of an effort than 85%, though, because it just didn't carry over very well. That's all I'm saying. You know. Yeah. So here's the deal. Uh, The rule actually comes from Carl Lewis, yes, the Olympic sprinter. He uh, generally 
start his races slower because he was giving 85%. Now, see, you can't come. This is what I love. You should be just like Carl Lewis, one of the greatest athletes of all time. Yes. Oh, like, okay. Like looking right. in a mirror. Yes. <laughs> Carl Lewis started at 85% because he could still win. Right. Running right. at 85% and then just kicking it into high gear for the last 100 yards. There's there's where we're at. Like when I worked at Walter, <laughs> there was a guy, his name was Keela Smith, and he sold about 100 cars a month. He can Ooh. give 85% and still be outselling the entire rest of the dealership. Like, so if you're that level of an employee, go ahead and give 85% because yes. nobody's really going to notice anyway. But if you're like showing up 15 minutes work to late every yeah. day, you're not really doing your job. You can't give 85%. You give 100%. I love it. We go from Tom Bernard to Carl Lewis. Yeah, yeah we're the same. No problem. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I used to love watching him run because you could tell when he left the, the starting gate, it was like, eh, I'll hang out for a while. And then I just kicked their ass at the end, which he mm. always did. Which has got to be the most demoralizing thing. If you're another professional yeah. athlete, you're in the 1%. Like it's got to be like running against like yep. Usain Bolt when he was, you know, in his prime where you're like, yeah, I gave a hundred percent and this guy's watching me run as he's running against me and then just turns it on at the end to win. Uh, I couldn't imagine. No, I couldn't imagine either. Well, like it said on the log here that we have had Brad Blanks on today, but he's given 0% right now. So yeah, he's really taking this to a new low. I don't know. It's just a disaster. Something about that Australian time zone. Yeah. Is it the Australian thing? Is that what it's all about? It's it's because he's Australian. His clock is upside down. So he probably is reading it wrong. I get it. I understand, but no. Do you think he'll be on today? or I don't, have He hasn't responded to any emails or anything like that, and so I don't know if he just... I've sent him a couple extra yeah, invites to the, to the room up. and might just uh, yeah. might just have an issue today that we might have to postpone, yeah, unfortunately. Right. I mean, Brad's but, a great guy to work with, no doubt about it. Yeah, and Tom, earlier with Dave, you were talking about kind of new laws in Minnesota. Yeah, right. There was... Did you hear about the red flag law that... It got, I guess, approved or goes into effect today where essentially now if you have somebody that you think is, you know, a danger to themselves or other people, you can Mm -hmm. fill out a form that will actually take the firearms in their house away from them so they're not able to harm them, harm themselves or somebody else. And then later they'll, you know, get them back kind of once they're more stable, I guess. Hmm. Do you think some people will take advantage of this and claim that somebody's nuts when they're not? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And <laughs> Whoops. It's already very divisive. I mean, because it was something Walls has put in, and so there's, you know, you get both sides of, hey, they're trying to take our guns or whatever else, so it's very divisive, but that was like the newest law in Minnesota. I think that's kind of been making the rounds. No, hopefully it works, because that would be great if people didn't shoot each other to death. I would like that. That'd be a good thing. Hey, whatever happened to that yesterday, when some, didn't some guy somewhere in the south or whatever drive up on the sidewalk trying to hit people and... What was that yeah. all about? Wait, what? I thought, I'm not sure if it was the South. I thought there was some that happened in Rochester, New York, around like oh, on New Year's where Eve, where, yeah, there was a bunch okay. of people getting out from a concert, I believe, or some New Year's Eve gathering, and he drove up and tried to drive through the crowd, but he ended up hitting Jesus. hitting a car, I believe yeah. it was. Yep, that's the one. Yeah. Did we ever figure out why he did that? Just because he was nuts or what happened? They said he had allegedly had some sort of, I don't know if it was a manifesto or a suicide note 
or something, but yeah, he was definitely going there to cause harm, but I don't know that they really pinpointed mm -hmm. exactly what he was doing or why he was doing it. That is a weird deal. Okay, I'll close out this story because once again, you don't have to give 100% at work, but let's finish it this way. You don't have to give 100% at work if you're Carl Lewis. How about that? We'll just yeah. leave it there. There okay. you go. That makes sense. He's going to kick your ass anyway. He doesn't have to give 100%. So if you can win without giving 100%, good for you. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Uh, he generally started his races slower because he was giving 85%. Then as the thing, he cranked things up, he'd pass the other runners who were too tense and slowing down. That's not why he passed everybody. Maybe they were too tense, but he beat them because he was faster than they were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love how they make up an excuse. Oh, they were tense. That's why he won. No. They could no. be as loosey-goosey as imaginable, and they're still going <laughs> to lose to Carlos. Yeah. One of the greats of all time. I just love that when people make up excuses like that. Oh, well, it's not fair because, you know, uh, we're too tense, therefore we slow down. Well, the first time you saw him do it, wouldn't you then change your method? If that yeah. really would work. Right. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of running is do you have the fast twitch muscles required to run extremely fast? You can't just exactly. train yourself to have more of those muscle fibers in your body. <laughs> Mid run. Just relax. Just relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just relax when you're running at about a thousand miles an hour. Have you ever stood next to someone who, I mean, not by next to, I mean, on the street watching someone run a race and when they go by, you realize, I could never be half that fast. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yep. Come on. Especially <laughs> when you're going to places that are doing marathon running or ultra, you know, races or whatever. And you're like, are they, why are they sprinting right now? And you're like, that's the way they've been running the whole race. Yeah. Yeah. What? I know. No, thank you. I, the first time I did see, I was, I think it was a run around Lake Calhoun back in the 19, late 1960s or something. I don't know. It was some, some kind of, I think they did all, three of the lakes or something. Mm -hmm. They ran all the way around. It, it turned out to be like a half marathon, something like that. Okay. And just standing on the sidelines, watching these people, my God, people can run fast. Yeah. For yeah. long distances too. That's the other thing. Yeah. It's pretty impressive actually when you, when you see that kind of thing, right? Yeah, some, I can relate. I fell off my treadmill right at the tail end of 2023. I can relate. I am an athlete as well. So. Wait a second. You fell off a treadmill. Fell off my treadmill for the first time ever. Oh. Um, I was trying to, to take my sweatshirt off, and one of my ear, uh, headphones oh, kind of fell out, and I tried oh. to fix it while the sweatshirt was half off, and the bitch went down. Is, is there... you, you pulled something over your face while on a treadmill? I do it all the time. I, I Why would you do that? I sound like I was running fast. Like I was like doing like a 10-minute miles warming up kind of vibe. Went to take my sweatshirt off, and I fell. And I almost caught myself, but I fell. And then I came in. I showed Tevin and AJ the bruises. It was rough. Is there oh, any so like... you did get bruises. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were yeah. bad. Yeah. So you can't handle it just like Uncle Tommy just said. I can That's... handle it. I was no, giving only eighty-five percent at the time. <laughs> oh, she was giving eighty-five percent at the time. Okay, well, never mind. Then. We actually gave it a hundred percent because, yeah, like also, I don't feel as bad because when Tom, when she came in here, all she said was, "I fell off the treadmill," and so I was like, "Oh, I kind of feel bad for you. Like something must have happened. Like you did this to yourself, Brittany. Like why would you yeah. not stop running, take the sweatshirt off, and then continue?" I'm 
I'm an athlete. I don't have time. I've got minute miles to clock in. Well, those bruises say you're not really an athlete, <laughs> yeah. but other than that, I'm a I'm a specimen. I'm like ready to rock. I can I got to take that sweatshirt off. I don't have time to jump off the treadmill. My I'm clocking it, you know, on my Nike run out. Got him. Got to get them sets in, bro. Okay, so I have a question. So you're indoors running. Why would you wearing a sweatshirt anyway? It was cold at first when you go down to the basement. Like, you got to... You got a cold basement? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Unfinished. Oh. I just, you know, that's that's one of the deals. You know, it's hilarious, and the, the first time it happened to me was probably, I don't know, 35 years ago. No, it's longer than that because I was at Jacksonville, uh, WAPE in Jacksonville. And I was at somebody's house, and I, I said... I, he needed something or whatever. And I said, well, where is it? Is it downstairs? He goes, what do you mean? I said, was well, it downstairs? I did not know that people in Florida don't have basements. No, no they don't. Yeah. Is it California they don't either? Oh, is that right? Cur- Might be. I think, too. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what do you mean downstairs? There is no downstairs. Can I call a timeout here? Because mm-hmm. uh, hurricanes and earthquakes. Is isn't that like the most safe place? I'm thinking of tornadoes. Tornadoes, yeah. Oh, well, that okay. Well, I didn't know that either. All right, is that yeah. common knowledge? Am I stupid? I mean, I was no, going to go that far. I'd be stupid too. If you're stupid, then I'm stupid. Well, then there's obviously not a chance that uh, that yeah, that's I common mean, knowledge. It's just like, but seriously, well, I was what was I like twenty, twenty three years mm-hmm. old, twenty four. I'd never heard of a house that didn't have a basement. Yeah, same. But, I remember finding that out about Florida when. My parents were building their house, and mm-hmm. they're like, well, we can't put in a basement. I was like, why? Why? I was so confused by it. Right. Yeah, because it just uh, apparently the ground not very far down is quite wet hmm. in the entire state of Florida because it is just a peninsula, you know? Yeah. Think you had a rough childhood? John Mellencamp kindly asked you to sit down and shut up because at least you never were decapitated. That's true. I have no idea what the hell this story is about. This is going to be interesting. What, Tevin, you already heard this story? No, I didn't hear this story, but, like, okay, obviously it wasn't that bad if we weren't decapitated, John. Like, is this like, the same guy that also calls himself real. the Cougar? <laughs> right. Thank like, John yeah. Cougar Mellencamp. It's not real trauma. Well, I have to guess you guys are probably right. I don't think he was decapitated, so we're going to find out. It's been reattached. Yeah. Yes. John tells Esquire magazine, quote, I was born with spina bifida. I had my head cut off when I was six weeks old. There were three other kids who had the same operation that day. The other kids died, but I lived. I have never heard of cutting a child's head off. No. I'm at a loss for words. I have nothing. But because once you cut their head off, you've disconnected their spine, which you cannot reconnect. Correct? Yeah. Correct. I don't. I have no idea what's happening. Also, like, the odds are really bad. Oh, that'd be terrifying. Oh, I would think so, yes. Hey, you're going to cut my kid's head off? Well, good. I'll wait outside. Uh, One girl made it for a while, and I used to see her at basketball games. She was paralyzed from the neck down. She died when she was about, I don't know, 13. So here's more wisdom from former Johnny Cougar. Uh, you only have so many Fs to give in your body, so don't give an F about what's not F-worthy. Did you follow that? Yeah, that's good advice. Is it bad that I... I'm doubting this whole... I don't believe anything (laughs) he's saying. Everything that I know up to this point tells me that if a head is removed from a body, that person and being is dead. 
right? That's correct. Right. How do you – you can't just like staple it back on and then no. go on to be a like a singing pop star sensation, right? Right. And also like how is this the first time I've ever heard of yeah. this? Like you should lead with that everywhere yeah. you go. Yes. Yeah. I would think. And I just realized I was talking earlier that John Mellencamp just walked into Studio A at the queue once. I know that his head was placed squarely on top of his shoulders. It are was you, great. Are you sure? Yeah, they're like, they put it on sideways. Well, he did have his collar up like this, so a maybe A little crooked. Yeah, it's weird that he's always crooked. wearing a turtleneck, huh? Um, you only have so many Fs to give. And I don't know, uh, I don't know how many grandkids I have, but it's a lot. Okay, well... What is wrong with this man? I, he was a head, great guy. Yeah, maybe his head is removed. How do you? What do you mean you don't know how many grandkids you have? What? That is not at all what he's like. What is? Where did this come from? Oh. I'm, like, <laughs> like I'm, he there. It has. It can't be like full head was no. removed. Like there. It's this is just a, a dramatic way to say that he probably had a very traumatic procedure done. No yeah. doubt, but like, it, there's no way it was heads over here in this room on ice while we prep the rest of the body for reattachment. I've already got my Halloween costume for 2024, just headless Ooh, John Cougar Me- Mellencamp. Was John Mellencamp the headless horseman? Like, is that what we're <laughs> seeing here right now? <laughs> I, I did, and then he closes with, I don't know how many grandkids I got. Bullshit. You know exactly how many grandkids you got. It's ridiculous. Right. And also, what does it have to do with your head getting cut off as a child? Well, what that's a, true. What a pivot. <laughs> what? What a weird John. interview that must have been. <laughs> well, yeah, because, I mean, I, I've interviewed oh. him a number of times. He's a straight-ahead, nicest guy in the world. He didn't say this kind of weird stuff when I was talking to him, I'll tell you. I just don't understand what the hell he means by all this. And so I'm trying to do a quick look, and it it says it was when he was six weeks old, his head was cut off. Yes. So, like, what – like, I don't – It's not possible. No. It's not possible. It's not. I'm sorry. I mean, if they had to open his neck to readjust a couple of things, maybe, but they're not going to cut it off completely. Yeah. So what I can find about infant surgery, surgery okay, spina, spina bifida is uh, a baby born, a baby born with spina bifida needs to have the exposed part of the spinal cord repaired to prevent further injury Correct. and infection. A neurosurgeon mm-hmm. places the neural tissues back in the spinal canal and then closes the muscle in the skin. A plastic surgeon may get involved if there's a large area that is difficult difficult to close uh, but you don't cut his head off to do it no right um <laughs> they're not like hey we need a guillotine to surgery room three it. yes exactly so yeah they they expose the spine to fix it that's what they do is expose it but they don't cut yes. your head off yes that's yeah no okay, John. has Jan been hitting the sauce a little too much lately yeah. <laughs> i think so like, who was that that he was with? He was with a very pretty actress. What the hell was her name again? Uh, really a nice person. Remember John Mellencamp was hanging out with God. Who the hell was it? I always liked her. Were she they was very good at? Were they married or just like girlfriend? I don't. I don't know if they ever got married. They may have gotten married. I, I don't remember one way or the other. Uh, but Kristen Kerberg? No, that's not it. This is probably about twenty years ago. Something. Meg like Ryan. That. Is oh, Meg Ryan. That's exactly who it was. Whatever happened to her? I don't see her anymore. Yeah, I rarely see her either. I think she actually did a rom-com recently. Oh, she did? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. remember seeing an ad for it and thinking, oh, that's kind of fun. Do you think that John Mellencamp cut her head off? Is that why she don't see her anymore? He cut her <laughs> out of his life. 
cut her out of his life. That's a possibility. Yeah. I always thought she was a very pretty young woman. Very pleasant. Yeah, it doesn't look yeah. like she's... Oh, what happens? What happens later is her newest movie that. Yeah, she came was in out. that with David Duchovny. That was a big no. one. Because it was a rom com that looked pretty like um, when Harry met Sally. Uh, the the writing one, like the you've got mail uh, kind of vibe. No, I got to run something by you guys here, and I'm 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 not trying to be negative, but my God, Catherine and I were just sitting around last night uh, watching some some stuff. Uh, watch a couple of Irish shows that were very funny. You do have to bring up the uh, wor- the uh, wordplay, though. Yeah. Because you cannot understand what the hell they're saying half the time. You're going to need subtitles for that. <laughs> You're going to need subtitles. There's no doubt about it. Very, very funny. There was one about these two boys that found these two little tiny baby chicks. Mm-hmm. And then they wanted to raise them up to be full-size chickens and all the rest of it. And mom got sick of it. So she said, you've got to get rid of those chickens. I don't want them around the house. So dad all of a sudden goes over to grab one of the chickens and goes, oh, wait a minute. And he reaches down and he holds up an egg, right? Mm-hmm. And, and he said, honey, we can't get rid of these chickens. If they're going to give us free eggs, we just can't do this. It was relayed at the end of the story that every morning he'd go in the refrigerator, refrigerator get an egg, and put it in their nest because they were not laying eggs. That's funny. <laughs> It was great. But we watched a couple of uh, NBC shows, the new NBC shows, Night Court. Mm-hmm. And there was another one after that with, um, oh, I can't remember his name now. But I've always liked them. They were two of the worst, most unfunny shows I have ever seen. Oh, What, what I, the hell is happening? I did want to tell you something because I wanted to watch it too. I don't have Hulu, but they just started playing Murderers in the Building on network oh, yeah. TV. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Uh, it's, on, I think it's on ABC. It's on Paramount, I think. Yeah, so correct? it was on Hulu. Yep. And, and now they're moving it. They're they're going to do it weekly on a network channel. Oh, they are? Okay. Yeah. yeah and that's I watched a, the first season of that. Do you guys stay with it? I stayed with no, it. They're on season like four, I believe, right yeah, now. Yeah, I think that's right. And yeah. it lost some steam it turned into it kind sure of this did. musically type show and uh, it's okay if you have nothing else to watch right but right the first two seasons i would say were really good and i enjoyed but after that it kind of lost a little bit for me i like everybody in it it's got yeah. a really good cast but i agree with you the first two seasons were pretty first season was great second season was pretty good and the last two have been not very good at all yeah but I have noticed in these new sitcoms, these rom-coms or sitcoms or whatever the hell they are, they stay away from anything that might be considered controversial. They just won't go near it anymore, which is, that's going to be a problem with humor because you have to approach things that are untouchable. Otherwise, it's not funny. Right. Well, and it's yeah. also because that's the reality that we're all living in. Like yeah. we don't, nobody lives in this little bubble where everything is safe and nobody is in danger of being offended. So like you have to talk about the real world thing if you want to relate to your viewers. And yeah, what's the guy's name? John Cryer. That's his name, isn't it? An actor. Yeah. Two yeah. and a half men, right? Yeah. Is it, yeah, I think, yeah. I think that's right. He's yeah. got a new sitcom. Uh, Night Court came back. It, that, that was on, on the air, what, about 15, 20 years ago, something like that. They brought it back. It's not funny in the least. 
but neither was John Cryer's show because they're just so touchy and so sensitive about what they'll talk about. It's not funny anymore. But of course, if you are funny now, you're going to get attacked by about 90% of the people because 90% of people are not funny in the least. So if you're funny, mm-hmm. they really don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that completely. I also think, Tom, things go through those uh, like group tests. Yeah. And they want to make it so mainstream that an appeal to everybody, then it appeals to nobody. Because when my mom was right. in town, we watched a lot of like, tv tv a mm-hmm. live tv and and um i was like who this isn't this isn't anything like this is this is vanilla as vanilla gets and that i think it's like they yes. want they want to be so universal they literally created nothing like nothing mm-hmm. happens and nothing Correct. It's, yeah right they're scared exactly what I'm talking about. yeah they're scared of somebody coming out and like oh we need to cancel this or whatever like i saw um a buzzfeed interview that they were talking to jerry seinfeld and you're familiar with his comedian netflix show where he's like drinking comedians coffee. in cars drink coffee whatever right yeah. and so he had like he gets all types of different comedians on there and this buzzfeed interviewer goes you know jerry i just want to know why you have so many white people on comedians with cars getting coffee and like when you run through oh. the list of all the comedians, you see, I mean, he's at Dave Chappelle, like uh, I believe Hannibal Burst was on there, but like tons of like minorities, women, yeah. whatever. And Jerry's like, he points to the audience in the BuzzFeed. He's like, these are all white people in the crowd right now. Like, are you like, and he says he calls out this interviewer who's trying to tell Ooh. him like, you don't have any black people on your show or minorities. Ooh. And he's like, there's literally all white people. And the whole crowd just erupts and laughing. And he's like, I don't, he's like, I don't care what, skin color you are or whatever he's like if you're funny you're on the show and like yeah so it's like people like even going after jerry seinfeld or whoever else like everybody's just scared of being canceled and for jerry to like kind of flip it back on him and be like your whole audience in here is white but you want to make yeah. try to cancel me for having not enough you know minorities on is ridiculous well and when are we going to get over this deal? look we learned nothing treating people like shit because of their skin color was a horrible thing to do but mm. treating people uh, way on the other side because of their skin color, treating them very well and protecting them is racist as hell. These are grown human beings. They're adults. I don't care what their skin color is. They can take care of themselves. You, they don't need your help. How about that? Right. And when it comes to like entertainment, Please. like be funny, be entertaining. Yeah. If not, yep. it doesn't matter who you are. Like you're going to be forgotten or passed over. Yeah, there you have it. I, I just I don't really understand why we've gotten in this deal now where we've decided if you're not the same color as I am, I need to protect you. What? I mean, it just makes no sense to me. Does it no. to you at all? Oh, no. My favorite is when I worked at the House of Comedy, there was a, a comedian, Greg, uh, Greg Coleman, local comedian, black man oh, in America yeah. today, goes yep. on stage and he's telling like a, no, I guess would be considered a black joke. And this like older white woman comes out and she's like, you know, I want my money back. I am just very offended. I was like, oh, like, you know, what's going on? And she's, you know, well, there's a comedian. He's making terrible, you know, racist jokes on stage right now. And I opened the door and I see Greg Coleman on stage. And I was like, (laughs) you talk about like 
the black guy on stage right now? And she's, yeah, you know, I have a black friend and he would just be very, very offended oh, by God. what's going oh, on God. right now. I like opened the door. I was like, <laughs> you're not getting your money back, but like, you're welcome to leave, I guess. You, like, I don't know what to do. You should have been like, you. FaceTime him. See if he hates this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> We've had Greg Coleman on a million times. One of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. Oh, yeah. And you have to understand something. Greg Coleman's father for years hated me. And he really? was very vocal about, oh, God, yeah, because I used to criticize him. You know, he was a punter. What, what was he doing as a punter on the Vikings that you had to I criticize? Don't I don't know. He he just – because I – look, if I'm watching a sport, if it's not good, I'm going to criticize the yeah. hell out of it. That's just mm. how it goes. But it's – Greg and I get along really, really well. He's just a great guy, mm. very, very funny guy. I, I just – so she walked out because she has one black friend – and yeah. he, as a black man, doesn't have that many black friends, apparently. No, no, no. He, no, he should probably get some black friends, I think, is what, <laughs> is what I got from that conversation. <laughs> See, I just look at myself as so fortunate. Having grown up where I grew up, everybody was just everybody. Nobody gave a rat's ass. This mm. whole anti-Jew thing or anti-black thing or anti-white guy thing. What? It's ridiculous. Spanish kids, all the rest of it. It was wonderful growing up in that mixed environment. Because I don't have these preset ideas because mm -hmm. I didn't grow up near anybody who didn't look exactly like me. I don't have those ideas in my head. I never have. No. And when so you, for me to be offended by a black guy telling black jokes would be a little unusual. Yeah. I got to be honest. With you. No. And for you growing up, it was just normal. You're, it wasn't like, oh, these what? are the you know black kids or Jewish kids. It was just like, that's Timmy. There's Terry. Like it was just your friends. Like it wasn't you didn't label it as a kid. I had a really good friend when I was a janitor. I was about, I think, 18 years old, something like that. I was a janitor at the Grain Exchange in downtown Minneapolis. And I got to know all the guys pretty well. And I was in, I suppose, at the time I was 18, and he was probably around 40, something like that. Mm -hmm. And he and I got to be really good friends, right? So I said, man, you gotta, we got to go to a Twins game. He goes, Twins game? Man, it's kind of expensive, isn't it? said, I don't know, let me, let me take you to a Twins game. You've never been to a Twins game. I want to take you to a Twins game. So we go to the Twins game, and we're sitting there, and he goes, hey, Tommy. And I got to do his accent because it's better when you do his accent. He goes, hey, Tommy, let me ask you a question. I said, yeah, what's that? And he goes, how much you pay for these tickets? I said, $11 a piece. He goes, $11? And they don't even give you any shelter? <laughs> <laughs> he wanted a roof on I thought that was wonderful. That's amazing. He thought 11 bucks was way too expensive, and you don't even have a roof over your right. head in case it rains. He's got a point. He's got a point. Shelter or non? Smoking or non? Shelter or non? That's why I do love it when people go after me, talk to call me all those names like this, that, and the other thing. It's like, you have no idea who the hell I am or where I came from. It's just these the stupid ideas that people come up with. I have that great memory as an 18-year-old boy, a, an older black man saying, $11, and you don't get any shelter? What's that all about? It's not yeah. wrong. Right. And it's always fun having, like, a new experience with somebody that, like, if, you know, Brittany's like, oh, I go play pickleball all the time, and then she brings me, and I'm like – pointing out some small thing that she doesn't even think of. Like doesn't Tom, you probably been to, right. Tom's been to a million twins games. Yeah. It's just outside. And then the first thing he thinks of is there's no roof. Like, what do we, what do you, do? <laughs> what do you mean? There's no roof. 
He wanted some shelter. That's all I know. We do have to take a break here. We'll be right back just a couple minutes from now. The show continues. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. Is that text you're sending so important that you missed your turn? Is that text you're sending so important that you ran the red light? Is that text you're sending so important you didn't see the ball coming onto the road or the child that followed? Hi, I'm Mike Bryant from Bradshaw and Bryant. When you take your eyes off the road for even four seconds, your vehicle travels 100 yards. That's the entire length of a football field. If you absolutely have to text, you need to pull off the road somewhere safe and do it from there. Texting and driving is against the law and can cause serious injury or even death to you and others. Now that is important. We hope you're never injured in a collision, but if you are, please contact us. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Going farther with my client on your side, seeking justice for the injured. Bradshaw and Brian. Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at 129 bucks, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by 75 bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 9520-RES, backward or forwarded, spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res carpet. Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC has a mutiny on his hands. His sales crew said they've had it brooming snow off the new Buicks and GMCs, then warm them up, move them to plow, and repark them again. He even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan, a sale. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm Jim Paul, and, well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales. This idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so, okay, the crew has decided. Yeah! yeah now we're talking So then it's official. The We Don't Want to Broom Snow sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. Snowy inventory priced real right at valleycardealers.com. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. 